This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. You're listening to Best Quality Vacuum, the duck feed show covering the Vince Gilliverse that is Breaking Bad, El Camino, and Better Call Saul. Yeah, and this week we are hitting kind of the mid-season climax of uh, season three here, uh, the episode One Minute that was written by Thomas Schnauz, directed by Michelle McLaren and originally aired on May the 2nd of 2010. Yeah, it used to be called One Hot Minute, and then the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> sued him. Mm. Um, that's not true. That's <laughs> it, it's, it, it's kind of the midpoint of the series as well. True, uh, it's true. Kind of right in the middle. You know, yeah. And it, it makes as fine a point for that kind of thing as, as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, good stuff. Great episode. Uh, wonderful episode. Yeah, wall to wall. Uh, <laughs> uh, good comic relief that I forgot was in this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, like last episode was real tense too. Uh, talking about sunset, uh, everything in the RV. Uh, this less of the uh, the episode is dedicated to the tension here, but like again, it is hard to underline when we were watching this how uncertain it was uh, yeah. that things were going to happen. When I say when we were watching this, when we were watching this when it was originally airing, by yes. all, to all reason, it seemed like that Hank was on the way out here. It's uh, it's very tense. It's also the event in this that lives really large, and it's one of those episodes that I think benefits a lot from a rewatch because there are a lot of things in this episode that are great mm-hmm. uh, that are not that. Yeah. Uh, specifically, I love Jesse's performance oh, yeah. during this entire episode. I think it's absolutely mm-hmm. great. Um, all <laughs> the quiet in... moments with Hank, absolutely great. Um, yeah, Je- Jesse's, in a, Jesse's in his Emmy bed. <laughs> he is in the Emmy chamber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, where you lay, it's where you lay when you want to say something gets you an Emmy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, it's, and, you know, give him, give him the Gary Award. I'll, I'll give him my, my individual Gary Nickel. Um, yeah, it's a, this is a great episode. Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite episode of season three so far. Wall to wall. Um, this picks up immediately after the last episode. Uh, Hank getting revenge on Jesse for the hoax call about Marie being in the hospital. Also a very thrilling scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because this is a, you know, a better show that doesn't lie to things, mm-hmm. the rest of the episode is dealing with the consequences of that. Yeah. Um, for everyone. Yeah. Um, one of the things I realized, uh, and this is, I've, I'm sure this has been true about me forever. I just didn't put it into words for a long time. Mm-hmm. And this is a shitty, like a comparatively dumb piece of media for it for me to realize this right okay uh but uh the film iron man 3 uh which is much maligned but mm-hmm. is about uh iron man basically having ptsd yes uh, yeah. he doesn't suit up for the whole time he's just having a hard time and i realized so much of my favorite media is about consequences Yeah, it's not about the climax it's about what the fuck do you do after Mm-hmm. the thing and i love that about this no yeah. um you know he has this this big moment uh we had this huge tension climax at the end of the last episode this big kind of catharsis and it's like yeah that in a western mm-hmm. that'd be the end of it right but it's not the end of it the no. we have an hour to deal with how that unravels <laughs> um and how it affects everyone mm-hmm. you know it's you can't take an action without it you know, having all these trickle down effects on all the people you're connected to. Yeah. Uh, and I love media about that. Yeah. Every action and every person is connected to everything else by yes. strings of varying and indeterminate length. Uh, and when you pull on one, other things are going to be, are going to move. I was absolutely going to make a, make a joke about the Twitter meme. Like, Oh, this is the most, 
the minions luau and banana island has the best uh most accurate portrayal of ptsd in any media <laughs> yeah. like the most realistically portrayed the most realistically portrayed panic attack <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say that about hank but it's really good and you know watching this again trying to analyze breaking bad as a text as opposed to just appreciating it as a, as a really good show this is such a standout episode for hank because oh it, it yeah. does everything to redefine him as a character and set him up um in contrast to waltz where yes. hank is immediately taking you know like yes he has consequences that everybody gives him an uh they, everybody gives him an opportunity to avoid mm-hmm. uh and he embraces them yeah <laughs> like uh yeah it's uh just a just a banner episode for hank um dean sex gifts norris does an amazing job here oh give um, him the gary yeah yeah <laughs> Gary's for everyone. <laughs> yeah, everybody's getting they're sweeping the Garys this episode. Um yeah, he's he does incredible work. Yeah. Uh, you know, for somebody who in season 1 was a big racist lug. Yeah. You know, who we kind of, you know, don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, um just that's writing, baby. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um so we have uh you know, Walt because of this, these far-reaching consequences, Walt, in order to save his brother-in-law, has to trade in Gail for Jesse. Right. Um, I want to talk about when we get that scene, I have a lot of things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the, yes. the, uh, that, that was interesting on this rewatch. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we get the climax of the cartoon cousins, basically. <laughs> um, they're closing in on their final target. Uh, that's the climax of the episode. It makes it worth having these two silly cartoons to have yeah. this happen and the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this rewatch, for sure, I am happy to see them go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a supernatural force, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in this universe, uh, they can yeah. go. Yeah, um, uh, and I think that them them making their exit, one of them this episode, and the next the next episode, but yes. uh, uh, here and kind of the the the, the shift in gears from from that kind of threat to the threat that gus uh imposes mm-hmm. being less outsized on the screen but way more sinister and far-reaching um is yeah. a very good contrast much more interesting yeah uh at the very least yeah. you know uh it, it it's like a, a a mastermind criminal versus like a jigsaw or like versus like a freddy krueger <laughs> yes you know yeah. or, or like you know just a, a that kind of thing you, you walk into my house saying jigsaw in a mastermind <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jigsaw's done some pretty dumb shit, dude. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so they plan to have this climactic shootout with them happen earlier in the season. It kept getting pushed back, uh, mm-hmm. I think, to its benefit. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the podcast talks a lot about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get this flashback with the uh, cousins as children. Yeah. Um, and this was difficult because it is a drowning kids uh-huh. scene. Um, and they go into a lot of detail about how you fake drown a kid on TV. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> know. Were you taking yeah. notes for our own projects? Yeah, yeah. I was figured I we could incorporate that into the network. <laughs> you know, we never know. Uh, but it's a lot of camera trickery and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. but these two very sweet kids. Uh, I love the little details about this. They had an open call. They ended up having like, a, a, two crappy kids mm-hmm. beforehand, and like the uh, um, the director is just like, and they just weren't very good. <laughs> uh, and I just that made me laugh. Uh, I love. Em. Yeah, <laughs> get their asses. Um, <laughs> You know, but these kids were really cute. Uh, they had uh-huh. them play, um, you know, uh, choose who they'd play based on like, okay, you guys get into fights, right? Who always mm-hmm. wins? Yeah. Uh, and then had them, you know, cast them as such. Oh, that's uh, great. The, 
it's really cute. The kids thought were afraid they had to shave their heads. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't. Um, and they were like, we don't want to do this. And then they end up asking their handler, like, hey, can we show them what these mm-hmm. characters are? And they showed them the two cousins walking away from the explosion. And then the kids were like, that's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> and then, that's... like, imagine being those kids now and being like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was Marco Salamanca. <laughs> like, that fucking rocks. It's pretty um, good. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they knew exactly how to persuade an eight-year-old. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real, <laughs> real fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, uh, the commentary is, uh, is very fun. Uh, not mm-hmm. just because Dean Norris, uh, keeps on, uh, trying to host his own podcast in the middle of it, uh, this time asking, uh, Michelle McLaren, a lot of questions. Um, mm. but also because we have, uh, the Moncada brothers, we have, uh, the twins who played the cousins in there, uh, and gosh, them just talking the, the, mm. they are so <laughs> opposite of anything about the cousins. Like mm-hmm. they're just so genial and open. <laughs> it's they keep talking fun. about that on the, the podcast too they're like those guys are really seriously badass the sweetest guys in the world but they're fucking badass <laughs> yeah that's, uh, they, i mean i, I would argue not mutually exclusive no, no, but no, it, it, it is it is funny just how like just happy in game they are to be there and you know yeah. just kind of joking around uh it's it's really good uh podcast is also pretty fun Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas uh, Schnauss mm-hmm. uh, is on there. Old friends with Vince Gilligan also came over from X Files. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they have a really fun busting each other's balls <laughs> kind of relationship. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now because I'm having brain fog shit these last couple of days. But there's a, a arcade game that they have set up in their like editing bay or directing bay or something. Okay, that uh, he was competing with Vince Gilligan for high scores, oh. but it's a one sided thing vince gilligan kept emailing him that he beat his score and <laughs> thomas Jones, like, i played the game once um oh. so then, was, it, what, game. was it like zaxon or rastan or something it's, like that it's not it's it's like gagarian it sounds okay. kind of like gagarian but that's not yeah a game. yeah that's, <laughs> that's that's almost a chant um the, yeah so that's really fun uh most of the podcast is very serious with dean norris uh being insightful about what his character does mm-hmm. here and also being you know we've staked our claim in the sand for the show that this is about masculinity that's the mm-hmm. primary focus and him basically backing that up like yeah this is a show about what it means to be a man mm-hmm. uh you know in modern times uh and uh it's good to have that kind of awareness yes. because early podcasts just had dean you know sex gifts norris talking mm-hmm. about how badass it was and talking about how he's a black belt and all that shit yeah uh, know. you know kind of being being a goofball and mm-hmm. this is really introspective like yeah. showing his uh his internal thinking yeah uh that's yeah. great <laughs> yeah really good uh we start off with this great cold open um, yeah. hector salamanca uh watching uh two kids we find out to be the cousins playing on a playground uh, mm-hmm. in the backyard yeah um and he gets this phone call uh, yeah. On his big cell phone in his foreshadowing wheelchair chair <laughs> that I could have done without. Um, yeah, probably. It, it, it's just there. There are at least three bullet points on the wiki calling that trivia. There's a couple <laughs> trivia things like that. Uh, this is this has some real Wikipedia said it worst uh-huh. uh, kind of shit. Like, oh, when it turns to uh, 308 mm-hmm. as the minute when Hank gets attacked, that's referencing Walt's address to show that he has a, t- a place in this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, th- it's I don't know. It's 307. The production code for this is 307. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, and then it turns to the address and it's like, I don't care. Yeah. I, what, that doesn't do anything. Uh, um, piece of trivia that I do like uh, that cell phone that Hector is using uh, mm-hmm. that was used in a uh, in an episode of The X-Files. Uh, oh, that uh, that Gilligan and uh, Thomas Schnauss uh, were involved in, and they're like, "Okay, well, this is taking place in the past. Let's get that ridiculous cell phone uh, from from, from yeah. there. Have them play that." Yeah, it reminded me. 
did you i can't you're a little bit younger than i am so this might have happened uh at one point my dad when my dad was still around mm-hmm. he had a car phone yeah my, my grandpa had a car, had a car phone? phone yeah my grandpa yeah. had a car phone yeah those are weird uh just like a like a, like in a little um not quite like a like a like a briefcase but a like it was pleather, it was yeah, yeah play a pleather thing like you, you, you zipped open and, and it plugged in uh like it had to run off of the car battery yeah 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 no, it's it's one of those things where i'm like i'm i'm younger than you but that that much younger yeah, yeah, yeah. i was just i was just it, curious i didn't know when the cutoff point was for car phones yeah yeah um, so he's talking about, we get one side of the conversation and it's clear he's talking about Gus uh, yes. setting up his dislike. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a little bit of backstory on Gus, which almost never happens. Right. Um, you know, we know that we're going to find out later that he's, you know, from South America mm-hmm. uh, and they calls him uh, El Generalissimo. Yes. Uh, you know, the general. Uh, strongly um, implying that he's from Chile. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. and and we, we find out, we know he's from Chile later. Okay. Uh, Chile yes. from later, but we don't know exactly what he did. Okay. There. Uh, yeah. That remains a mystery for the whole series, basically. Yes, but definitely El Generalismo implying that he was involved in some like war crimes stuff. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and saying, like, no, I don't trust him. You know, we're going to let him handle our product. I don't care who he knows. Right. Uh, implying yes. he has greater connection. Then he throws throw in some uh, some good old fashioned racism, nationalism. Never, tr- never trust a South American. Dirty, yeah. dirty people. Yeah. Yep. Uh, apparently a real thing. There's a slur specifically that, that yeah. people in some people, not painting a broad brush, some, uh, you know, people in Mexico have uh, for, for South Americans. There's a specific word. Yeah. Uh, I was reading about that. Uh, Marco uh, breaks uh, Lino's toy and then Lino complains to Hector. And very specifically, Lino says, I hate him. I wish he was dead. Yeah. Uh, that is the the catalyst for this. Right. So Hector goes, OK, lesson time, you mm-hmm. know. Um, calls him over to get a beer from the cooler and says, no, no, get one of the cold ones. And then <laughs> no, get the ones, the one from the, the bottom, bottom. bottom. <laughs> uh, the best popcorns at the bottom. Uh, the, uh, the, he, uh, pushes his head under, yes. uh, this mock drowning, mm-hmm. um, where the kid could only actually hold his head underwater for four seconds. Mm-hmm. I'll say it pussy uh, but the, <laughs> but they use camera trickery to make it. Work. Yeah, yeah. You can you can do loops and stuff like that. Uh, multiple they, they actually takes. did a, one of those weird uh, things where they took a translucent. It was like this ten foot tall rig thing that they had yeah. translucent water, so the kid's head was not actually in the water. They just shot through the water. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the uh, the tank broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> during, during one of the during one of the sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was like, hey, is this like, hey, Lino, oh, is this what you want? Right? You know, yeah. is this what you want for your brother to drown? You know, how long do you think he has down there? One minute, maybe more. You yeah, know, yeah. just the same. And like, he starts hey, punching him. him. He's like, you're gonna have to try harder than that. Yeah. Uh, I love this. And he hits him in the face, and that's where he's like, okay, you've learned mm-hmm. the lesson. Yeah. You know, uh, La familia es todo uh, is no. what uh, Hector says. Yes, uh, says to him, and uh, you know, just we we see how a cousin is made. Here, yes you know to a degree you know just it, it is a Horrific contrast abuse. yeah <laughs> uh, the uh it the is, Salama- it is. one of the things about the show that is so funny like having now seen you know better call Saul and everything is uh as much as this show does deal in moral grays and stuff the salamancas absolutely have to be put fucking down oh they got every go. single one of them are, are grotesque monsters mm-hmm. um this is absolute monster family <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah uh but uh making them this way you know like no snitching you know you have to you have to do everything to you know to save each other that kind of you know that kind of deal Uh, it is a contrast between you know these two young kids who absolutely could not have anything uh uh less to do with the cousins that we eventually see yeah they're kids you know being turned into them yeah they're not born they're made right yes uh but this crossfades to the cousins in present day uh lighting a candle and then putting uh hank's picture on this altar uh, again to the saint of death 
uh, you know, marking him. If I had magic editing powers, I would love for it to pan over and just show everyone else they've killed. <laughs> one of these little calendars. <laughs> like they actually had a, you know, they, like everyone that was in the back of that. Uh, yeah, the van lady. Truck. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, they, they shouldn't have wronged them. Family is everything. <laughs> um, we cut over to uh, Jesse getting home uh, here. And this was originally going to be the open for mm-hmm. the show, uh, but it didn't work. They didn't like it. Yeah. I'm glad they, they chose not to have this opening. Yes. Uh, Hank shows up. He's saying, you know, you got nothing on me. Call my lawyer. And Hank just comes in and starts beating the shit out of him. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, uh, it's just really get, brutal. Gets him down on the floor and he's just punching him. And then, like, yeah. he realizes what he's doing and the way his face changes here. And when he just stops himself and gets yeah, yeah. up. Uh, Jesse's not moving, too. Like, well, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> He would have killed him if he would have kept doing it. Right, right. You know, but like, uh, I I love this trick when it happens. You know, just a matter of uh, playing with depth of field, where he steps out of a fuzzy area, like closer to the camera in focus, like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's a common trick, but it's really good for this one. You know, he steps outside. It doesn't show him calling nine one one, but he, well, we he cut does. Tonight. Yes, uh, we cut tonight when all that stuff's already happening. Yes, like the MTs are there. Uh, the statements have already been made. All that stuff, and like yes. this is the first of these choices that Hank makes. Like Hank could have left. Yeah. Uh, Hank probably could have killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been fine. No. Uh, nothing would have happened. Um, uh, n- n- another you know? difference from from Walt. Uh, he, exactly. He, yeah. <laughs> Hank knows when to walk away. He, he understands when he has breached a moral code and, uh, you know, steps away even from his detriment as opposed to following through and trying to cover up. Yeah. Right. Uh, so ASAC walks up. Uh, great acting on this guy. Like the look mm-hmm. on his face, you know, and just yeah. like, listen, uh, you know, they're ready to take a statement. You can take more time if you want. Maybe you want to talk to a lawyer. He asks him, have you decided what's happened here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because he knows. Because cops Mm -hmm. are fucking crooked. One of the things that they talk about in the... the podcast that was interesting is that Vince Gilligan was Gilligan was talking about how um, he has friends in the DA, uh, DA, DEA, and how he uh, everything portrays crooked cops all the time. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to have a non-crooked cop. Right as a thing and it's interesting how that has become the subversion yes you know uh just having uh like oh yeah they're gonna cover it up because it happens all the time in real life mm-hmm. but just not having it happen is the more unbelievable fantastic thing <laughs> yeah. you know like oh he's gonna actually deal with it yeah Shit, it has to be that doesn't a, happen. a monumental testament to the strength of this character yeah. that you know he is not going to take advantage of every advantage that is extended Afforded his way yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, we cut over to Saul, uh, Saul taking a picture of Jesse's face, which is absolutely ruined. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, destroyed. Um, he, he makes a Rocky reference like, Hey, Adrian, Rocky wants his face back. Uh, and then he starts bright siding it mm-hmm. like, Hey, this picture, this is your get out of jail free card. You know what that means? You know, mm-hmm. you're home free. They don't want this picture everywhere. They won't yeah. touch you. Yeah, you know. like, hey, guess what? Everything is gone. Basically, yeah. and this is another thing that Hank probably realized he completely screwed his case. Oh yeah, whatever he might have had, right? Yeah. Um, and then Wall shows up, and he is genuinely shocked uh, yeah. by by you know by what's happened here. Uh, and Saul can't stop being Saul. Says, hey, Walt, well, you know, you're now officially the cute one in the group. Paul, meet Ringo, Ringo, Paul. Yeah, very um, cute. Yeah. And Walt apologized to Jesse saying like, I had no idea that this was going to happen. And Jesse's yeah. having none of it. He's shutting him down. And he says, but it did. Right. Yeah. You know, and Walt says, well, it worked. 
you know, and this, I think Walt's being genuine here. I don't yes. think he did think that Jesse would just get the shit beat out of him. Yeah, you know? like he, he probably didn't think that Hank had it in him or that he would have done that. He probably thought Hank would have been smart. I mean, smarter, more calculating. I don't know. Like less emotional. Yes. You know, uh, like what Walt would do. Yes. You know, except unless uh, Skyler's well, getting deep down well, dirty. Well, no, then, like Walt thinks yeah. he would do. <laughs> yeah, like Walt thinks he would do. Like Walt is capable of doing from time to time. Yes. You know, uh, and Walt's like, well, what happens now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this is Jesse's Emmy speech uh, here. <laughs> I mean, it is one of two Emmy speeches. <laughs> yeah, he keeps is... doing it. The, the you, I'm, I turn down you is the other one. Um, yeah. yeah, this is great. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, so what happens now, I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but you, you, your scumbag brother-in-law is finished, done. I will yeah. own him when he's over. You know, I'm just, I'm going to be there taking every cent that, you know, he and his wife yeah. make, you Sue know. him into oblivion, you know, yeah. so much so that he he kills himself to get me out yeah. of his head. I will haunt his crusty ass forever until the day he sticks a gun up his mouth and pulls the trigger just to get me out of his head. That's what yeah. happens next. Yeah. Uh, this uh, is this is the more believable side of Jesse being the bad guy, you know, because you know, it's it's plausible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's plausible, but also he's you know this guy just extrajudiciously came in. And yeah, yeah, beat the he shit ne- out of him. Nearly executed also, him by fist. Yeah, I think he also wants to do this to punish Walt. Oh yeah, yeah. You know th- this is the idea of bringing down Walt. We're gonna get into that later. When he when he uh, gets offered the job, yes. you know he he's he wants to take down the entire this whole crew. Yes, you know they are Salamancas to him. Yes, uh, <laughs> Saul's like, eh, you know that's a bad strategy. I may have used get out of free jail card a little bit too liberally. The DA is mm-hmm. going to hit back. They're going to hit back hard. Walt says, "Come on, move on, son." Uh, you know, very funny. Uh, and and just like w. nothing, yeah, you know, nothing changes. I'm going to get an RV and start cooking again. Yeah. Uh, and then Jesse's like, you know, what happens when you get caught? Jesse goes, well, I got to get a GL free card. It's not my face. It's you. If mm-hmm. they nab me, I will make a deal and I'll give you up. Mm-hmm. You know, you and your million dollar drug ring. You're my free pass, bitch. The, the, uh, the, the, pa- the pause before the bitch is yeah. really good. It's great. Uh, <laughs> it's very uh, long. <laughs> so, you know, just really, uh, this is something Jesse wouldn't do later, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. this, this is a dangerous thing to just say to somebody who has people killed all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, um, but Jesse at this point, as he's going to talk about later, has nothing to live for. Right. Uh, it feels like. Out yeah. in the hall, you know, Saul says, uh, why are you certain that that Jesse won't turn? There's no mm-hmm. honor among thieves, you know, except for us, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And Saul and... says there may be a time to to talk options. Right. Uh, later. Yeah. Sending you him know. to Belize options we yeah please we we know what the options are um so uh hank is giving his first statement uh to the prosecutors and it's truthful um up until when they ask like okay so after you found out your wife's hospital uh you know car crash was a hoax is that when you drove to jesse's house and you get the lawyer whispering and then you know now refused to answer taking the fifth and this is when they get the news you know jesse's pressing charges you know, yeah. I love this bit, too, where they're like, he's pressing charges and like, oh, the charges of a meth head He's like, well, his he's clean. Mm-hmm. He's refusing his, his pain meds. Yeah. You know, uh, they're going to take the meeting. They're like, we actually just need a picture of your knuckles real quick, Hank. <laughs> uh, bandages off, please. Just to show, you know, the damage did to him to beat the crap out of Jesse. Yeah. Uh, really, really tough. Um, I I absolutely fucking adore this set of shots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hank gabbing his stuff. This is, you know, awful. Uh huh. Like, even if you don't oh, yeah. like Hank, you know, at this point, like human empathy mm-hmm. and then uh, opening the elevator and the elevator, just Marie's there mm-hmm. uh, already. 
You know, yeah. she, she came there. It's such a goddamn sweet moment. It is. Yeah. You know, and then they immediately cut to him crying in the elevator uh-huh. um, on her shoulder. Uh, it's so good. And then uh-huh. cut to the door open and they're just fine again. Yeah. They put it back together to put on the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all of that so much. That's incredibly deft and yeah. very, very, very sweet. Very well observed about, you know, good relationships. Like yes. Good, good, good uh, spouse shit. Yeah. Going you know, here. She, uh, they're, they're there even when you wouldn't think they would be. Uh, you yep. know, they uh, uh, are, I, I don't know, just a, just open and available. And this is an incredibly cathartic moment, not just because this is the site of previous breakdowns, right, yes. that, uh, that Hank has had. You know, and we have seen that he's been able to put himself together very quickly. Like, this is consonant yeah, with that, right? Yeah, he puts on right? the yeah. yeah, but, like, this is finally a breakdown that has catharsis, right? Well, he it's, is, it's a breaking he, point for the relationship as well. Yes. Like, yeah. he's letting her in. Yes. which he hasn't been doing during this entire thing. Like he's mm-hmm. hit rock bottom and it's so fucking good. Uh, we get the, you know, he says not a word of this to anybody. And uh, I love the, <laughs> this where he just goes, okay. And he goes, who'd you tell? <laughs> you know? like, Cause he knows who his wife is. Yeah. And then immediately cuts to Skylar. Yeah. Uh, there. Uh, uh, Skylar inadvertently assuring that Gail is going to die. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> um, basically. Uh, yeah. Uh, going to Walt's uh, place, you know, to check it, to talk to him. And when she scopes out his condo, she's like, oh, I guess crime does pay. You know, it's getting her barbs in. Uh, she's reading she... that line. <laughs> she's just, she's just working on that one. And he, I, I love it. You know, Walt just like, did you come here to make fun of me or what? You know? <laughs> and she says, uh, you know, talks about Hank. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, ask if any of this can get back to him. And she says, no, or he says, no. And she's, I'm here to talk about the charges. I want you to help Hank by talking to Jesse. Mm-hmm. And Walt says like, we're not friends. We're not close. And she says, I'm not asking. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Like, yeah. you know, uh, she's not really saying in a threat way, but she keeps mm-hmm. repeating that. Like, I'm not asking, right. You know, uh, try your family. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. and he goes, he's not currently my family. Yeah. Uh, you know, brutal. real shitty thing to say. <laughs> Yeah, like, shitty to Hank. You know, he's he's at mad at Skylar. Yes, for yeah. this. You know that that's that's aimed at Skylar. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, we he, he, we see that he takes us to heart and you know and yes. starts uh, and and gets the wheels moving. But he rushes her out, saying like, "Hey, I'm late to work or whatever. I gotta go." Um, and he gets to uh, <laughs> he gets to the lab. I love this. Uh, God, it's so sad how little Gail we get because. <laughs> We Good. we do get li- very little Gale. Mm-hmm. This scene did make me think that if I were Walt, I would also have Gale murdered. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I couldn't work with the Gale. <laughs> it, like, no, it's so romantic at first, uh-huh. but boy does he come on strong. It's real, like in, in a in a few ways, Homer has a point about Ned Flanders. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a little <laughs> bit of that, or I was thinking about. Um, like anybody who is so desperately looking for like approval, uh huh, like that, like I don't know, that's not comfortable. Yeah, to yeah. to be to be looked up to to that degree. No, uh, no, you know that's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, but his reaction, you know, Walt lies like, "Oh, I had car trouble." I was like, "Oh, that's a bummer. You should call yeah. me. I would have come, come and got you." Yeah, Just it picked come- you up any time, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's dressed differently. You know, previously he's been dressed like this libertarian hippie kind of guy. Uh, here he's, you know, not wearing sandals. You know, Walt remarks on that. Uh, he's wearing like a button-up shirt. He's dressing like Walt, uh, and that was actually uh, David Costable's idea. Gail's yeah. actor I was like, it's "Oh yeah, idea. no." He like just he's, he would start mirroring him. Yeah. <laughs> Single, single white femaleing him. Uh, Walt starts going through things like, have you checked the hydroxy, 
you know, chloride or whatever. Uh, and Gail's like, I did. And then Walt asks another thing. He's like, I thought you might ask that. Taken care <laughs> have, you, of. have you felt, have you filtered the distillate? Like, Oh yeah. no, I got you. I, I thought you might ask that, but I sure did. Yeah. And just no. so desperate for attaboys that again, I would have. Gail <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and, and not, not to, uh, not to make it a Simpsons, re- two Simpsons references on the same, uh, the same heading. It's very much Marge and the, uh, the dream house, you know, the auto vac yes. is on dirt patrol. It, the auto vac is, <laughs> 100 on dirt patrol here uh you know gus is enjoying his swing of a jig yeah. <laughs> and then gail you know d- does the dorkiest thing which is he does a bogey impression and says you know this might just be the beginning of a beautiful friendship and everyone and Walt looks at him like oh no you, like, even before he did you know he he makes the more motivated decision right to get rid of walt this is him being like maybe away or get rid of gail maybe it wouldn't be so bad without gail you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's very rough having yeah. somebody do this to you. <laughs> um, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, so we, the, the cousins pull up in a parking lot to meet with an arms dealer, uh, played by the guy who plays Ryan McPoyle. It's so uh, good. Okay. Yeah, I love seeing that guy and stuff. I, I like yeah. seeing that guy and stuff. He is so perfectly cast here for this. I, I cannot come up with a reason, uh, for why I like this when I don't like the, uh, it was an M name guy because it's just as cartoonish. He's also a cartoon. He's yeah, a, he's a, yeah, he's a cartoon yeah. person. I, I can't come up with a reason. So this passes for me. It might just be because I like that character. I associate him with McPoyle from It's Always Sunny. But also, like, I feel like this is better written too because he's doing. And this is this is this is a better Saul call character. Better call Saul coming uh, character coming in and yeah. doing this. Yeah. yeah. Whereas even I guess the other guy too wasn't funny. Yeah. You know, this this isn't like super funny. He's just talking about, you know, uh, making it to a certain time because there's a woman who has a fetish that's being peed on and women who are from warmer climes like being peed on. You know, you think of the colder ones. Yeah. And, you know, that you don't get pissed on for warmth. <laughs> you get, you know, you know is, is, is my understanding that, com- that, only, that currency doesn't spend very long complicated. Uh, yeah. Eventually it gets real cold, too. Yeah, probably. The, the, one imagines. You, cold, you know, very, very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, I think the, this is probably more yeah. for degradation, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, as somebody who's not into the urine world, you know, um, but the, I just, I just like it more largely for McPoyle reasons. It's also shorter <laughs> True. and, and fewer plot things. De- I mean, I was going to say fewer plot things depending on how he does give him a fate bullet, uh, uh, <laughs> which is <laughs> the silliest things that happens in this whole show. Yeah. It's some, uh, some final destination stuff. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but other than that, it's not uh, the thing that leads like Hank to, you know, it's not a serious scene with Hank being really angry and then going and yeah. using the clerk. It, you know, this is kind of played for comedy. I, yeah. it's, it's hard to explain why it works. It might Here's, just be McPoyle love. Uh, he, uh, yeah. He, here's, here's a motor mouth set up against these you know, silent golems, yeah. basically. These Terminators. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love this. Uh, it's a shock to the system if the body's not properly acclimated, but that's for smarter minds than me. Science is a mystery. Now <laughs> yeah. let me show you these hollow points. <laughs> yeah. This person who loves getting pissed on also needs to be in bed by, be in bed by 10. <laughs> uh, it's so weird. Uh, so, uh, you know, he shows them uh, the guns. You know, he's running mm-hmm. a special on hollow points. He's talking about. He gives them to keep one, you know, gives them one to keep in the house. He puts it in the in his pocket. Yeah. Uh, that is the load bearing fate bullet, yes. uh, the weapon of fate. Um, they ask about vests, and he's like, "Here's the vest." He's like, "You know, do they work?" And he goes, "Oh, I I never leave the house without them." Yeah, you know, he shows his off, and they shoot him in the chest. Yeah, <laughs> just um, 
point blank and it stops a full metal jacket around. It's a, it's a yeah. good vest. Uh, although realistically, and I, I yeah, like yeah. this, I like, I like when they actually uh, it being shot, like that energy has to go somewhere. This breaks his ribs. Like he yeah. is hurt. He's out of commission for this, but yeah. uh, they don't kill him. They leave them money as he rides on the trailer floor. He never tells them how much they just kind of leave what they think is appropriate. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love them again. Just, and this guy totally saw their face. Like, uh-huh. If this show went on long enough, they would just get arrested and put under the fucking jail. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they, they're the worst criminals yeah. uh, at this. Um, so, Walt has come up with his idea uh, here, which is to come up with a smokescreen to file Gale, fire Gale. Yes. Uh, you know, so he start, he's making up stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he needs to create a trail, a paper trail. Uh, I understand this happens in real life. You know, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of supervising student employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times a student would be really shitty but I would try to be a good boss. So I wouldn't like write them up officially. And then when I came time to fire them, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So then my boss would say, Hey, you just need to start marking shit. They do. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you have evidence of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Walt's doing here. Yeah. And saying like, Oh, uh, tapping on a thermometer saying like, Hey, what did I tell you to set this at? You know, it's at 75, but Walt says he told him you know, 85, yeah. uh, Gail wrote it down. We have seen Gail is such a stickler for details. He would not have misheard this, no. but Walt tears into him, you know, like this is chemistry degrees matter. You know, you've just brewed up a big batch of useless sludge, right? Yeah, flush it, you know, and that, that's again, just to create this, uh, plausible. Yes. Um, we get Hank uh, dressed up in a suit for the de- deposition, sitting on the edge of the bed. Yeah. Uh, again, I love all of the Hank Marie stuff in this. Is goddamn mm-hmm. knockout. Uh, yeah. You know, Marie sets down and she's doing her best. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, just you know, tell him that that Jesse kid attacked you. Mm-hmm. He resisted arrest. He maybe hit you with like a pan, mm-hmm. uh, and your muscle memory kicked in. Happens all the time. And yeah. Hank goes a pan, huh? Like he realizes what she's doing. Yes. You know, yeah. and previous Hank, like two episodes ago, Hank who was very short and losing his mind would be furious at this. Mm-hmm. He'd be dressing her down for her bad ideas. Yes. This Hank who is more cognizant and ironically more himself, even though he's going to say a line that's not about that mm-hmm. uh, more himself is like, no, you know, uh, I recognize you're trying to help. So yeah. I'm not going to make fun of you. It's just like, no, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. You know, and she says, you know, why should you be the one who goes away, you know, for doing the right thing? Right. He's like, it wasn't and, the right thing. No. You know, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's just so, it's so cognizant and so self-aware. You know, she's like, you made no, you, you made one mistake. He's like, no, it wasn't one mistake. I've been unraveling. And he talks about how facing Tuco changed him, uh, you know, in ways that he can't control. He talks about yeah. how he freezes up all the time. And I love that because this is a series about change, about the ways that yeah. people, you know, uh, can go from one thing to another. Um, and this is Hank, I, I mean, if not embracing, at least acknowledging it. And at this point, no longer being terrified. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, like this, this is him accepting it and recognizing this might not actually be for the worst. Like he, he sees his actions in a, in a, in a very clear light, uh, you know, as it is. And he, he, he is taking that as evidence. He says the you know, the universe is trying to tell me something and I'm ready to listen. I'm just not the man I thought I was. I, I think I'm done as a cop. And yeah. even as this is a you know a resignation, this is stepping away from power, this is stepping away from outward machismo or anything, this is Hank being so much more of a man than Walt could ever be. Yeah, yeah. It's worth <laughs> noting this gets tested immediately after this. Yes. Uh, and he also sublimates in a different way. Yeah. You know, through minerals, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll, we'll get into. So he's not quite done on his journey, but this is no, a major no. turning point. Yeah. The other thing that's worth noting, uh, and I'm not calling, this is 
for both of us, just saying mm-hmm. this out, out loud uh, for the audience. We keep talking about masculinity or what it means to be a man in this. Yeah. Like that language is bad. It for is. This. Yes. It, it's, it's just the, 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 you know, the, the nuance. The, right. It. Right. It just, really it, what it, we mean is an upstanding person. Yeah. You know, like, I, I honestly hate uh, the all of the things I see that are about like expressing femininity or expressing masculinity, yeah, and then them yeah. being tied to virtues mm-hmm. uh, has yeah. always driven me nuts. Yeah, as as, as if people who are born with testicles have any kind of monopoly on uh, yeah, integrity, yeah. on, on integri- integrity, yeah, right? absolutely, you yeah, know, yeah. honesty or whatever, or that I, people who were born without testicles have any kind of monopoly on sensitivity yes. or listening or any of these things. Like those are just good qualities of being a person, regardless of what set. Yeah. You came with. yeah. You know, um, it's just the it's I, what, it, how it's the terms the show is using mm-hmm. for it, and it's the terms that the language we have it, yeah. for it because culture's not there yet. Yes. You know, but I, yeah. I just want to point that out. I'm not calling it's you a, out for that. No, no. I and I was aware of that when I was even writing the notes, but it is so I don't know. I, I feel bad for reinforcing that language, but it is also it's, what the it show is also, it, it, it's also just yeah. such the shorthand, right? Yeah, yeah. it's it's, the, it's yeah. the language the show uses. What does yes. a man do? A man provides. Yes. You know, that like the the language the characters use is that, yeah. but it's not yeah. it doesn't reflect reality. No. Um all that stuff is bullshit and you should exercise it from your head. Mm-hmm. Uh yes. you know, if you can if you can get rid of that stuff, you will be a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, um, I just uh, I think this is the, if we're if we're talking about this in, in gender neutral terms, uh, yeah. it, it, the, the, this is Hank having more integrity than Walt could ever put yes. together, and Hank definitely being less self deceptive. He is being yes. he is being more honest and outward um, uh, with this after balling up so tightly before, um, yeah. you know, under the pressures of his role, you know, looking at looking down the barrel of having the the the, the role that he has lived entirely for so long lifted from him he can he can kind of see a future for himself outside of that framework right yes yeah yeah um really good stuff yeah um we have one side of the conversation again mirroring the beginning mm-hmm. what calls gus and it's talking about gail isn't working out uh and i love this uh because he's nervous about selling this mm-hmm uh he's yes no i know i know it's just not working out i think our first best option is jesse uh gus doesn't respond uh i love that he's like gus what what?" he looks at the phone to see if it disconnected yeah love it he didn't just hang up on him uh and walt plays uh, a card here Mm -hmm. he goes you know there's a shorthand he tries to justify it but then he tries to big time him a little bit Mm -hmm. and says you know i accepted your offer you said the lab is mine and i know Mm -hmm. how best to run it and gus accepts this yeah i'm sealing many fates Um, sealing bunches of fates and it is absolutely clear gus is doing this because he knows that gail is still in his camp regardless of after this ends right yeah he'll he'll have gail in the back pocket um he knows uh he only needs walt for for three months Mm -hmm. you know after my business is done with him what happens to him is no concern of mine yeah like he's asking being asked to tolerate jesse for three months Mm -hmm. you know yeah. Uh, and then the uh, you got an amazing typo in the notes here, by the way. Okay. Uh, well, read this next sentence. Just read it out loud as written, please. <laughs> Walt goes into Jesse's hospital room to make the job offer. Jesse balks. I don't want a monkey. I want you. <laughs> like, uh, that's great. Well, well, the, uh, well, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought it was the I don't want your money. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't want you. No. I got it confused with another scene. How funny okay. would it be if I don't want a monkey? I don't want a monkey. I want. I don't want you. Sorry, that's my fault. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. No, be, be, yeah. because because that's what it is. You know, Walt yeah. Walt goes in and he says like, "Hey, Jesse, you know, there's a, just an opportunity to talk about." You know, they yeah. they had last left off with Jesse making this grand yeah, promise. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're right. I just I just yeah yeah. No, I, I'm ex- I'm explaining this for for the audience who you know who might yeah. who might be confused. And Jesse balks because Walt yes. at first frames it as uh, uh, just we have a lab assistant an opening and he says you know, like oh well you just yeah sure whatever You're trying to save your dick bad brother-in-law yeah yeah and he's you like know? well no i don't want a monkey i want i want you yeah. he, he, he is saying that like jesse is not just a pair of hands with ears right yes um you know but uh, jesse sees through it yeah, yeah. walt says you will know, we'll split everything again 50 50 uh 1.5 million dollars you know, mm-hmm. Jesse refuses. He goes, did you hear me right? And this is where Jesse gets his groove back. He does a second Emmy bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard you fine. I said, no. And this is the line I thought you messed up. Uh, no. I'm not turning down a monkey. I'm turning down you. Which I would <laughs> that was what it was. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm not turning down the money. I'm turning down you. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just the emotion of this is fucking great. Oh, it's so good. Uh, He's barely killer. holding it together. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and lays it out. You know, uh-huh. uh, ever since I met you, everything, everyone I cared about is gone. Ruined, turned to shit, dead. Mm-hmm. You know, after I hooked up with you, I've never been more alone. You mm-hmm. know, I don't want anything. You don't give a shit about me. You said I was no good. I'm nothing. Why would you want me? My mm-hmm. meth is inferior. You know, you said my cook was garbage. Screw you. Screw you. You know, yeah. fuck you. And Walt, uh, at this point, you know, cause that really got to him. Like yeah. saying his cook was, this is all just a show about people trying to find father figures yeah. in so many ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, validation, <laughs> validation. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and just, uh, and Walt, uh, just says, no, your method was good. It's as good as mine mm-hmm. or your meth. Uh, and then leaves. Yeah. Um, he does. I feel like Walt does not know this will work. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's hoping because yes. he's so nervous when he gets the call later. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so so much of this is also, you know, as we can focus on Jesse, you know, he's right. Well, he, he he has enough resources. He can rebuild his life. You know, he is yeah. not necessarily as far at the end of the road, but he has lost plenty here, you know? Yes. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the wound to his pride is, you know, him that's being denied a purpose. Yes. Yeah. That, that is um, the, the, the spot of Walt that's in Jesse. Yes. Um, this is Jesse um, alighting a little bit of responsibility as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. This is not all Walt's fault. Like, Walt is the villain of this show. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. I have a tendency to go to bat for Walt sometimes. I think that it's more of a gray area thing. Uh, Jesse, who I also have a tendency to go bat for Jesse. uh, Mm -hmm. Jesse's not innocent during any of this shit. You know, Um, he's just in tons of fucking pain. Just got the shit beat out of him. Right. He's having a bad time. He's raw dogging reality here too. Yes. You know, he's, he's got no pain meds in him. What I want to call attention to is like, how much Walt is, you know, kind of in, indirectly proven to be a hypocrite here, right? Like, we have no idea if he was you know, lying to Jesse when he said that his that his meth was inferior. How would he know just by looking at it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that is mirrored with him well, uh, getting rid quick. of a whole batch of the stuff, right? It was I'll never put, about I'll put the an science. asterisk real quick. Okay. Uh, the, the, his Walt being bad was also a psyop from Gus. Well, yes. Uh, you know, in a weird way, like everybody's manipulating everyone in this. Mm-hmm. Like Walt was doing that just as a pride point. Oh, yeah. But also yeah. Gus was using his language very specifically to imply that it was worse. 
Yes. He wouldn't have any way to know it, but Gus was manipulating him into doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, Walt had no way of knowing by looking at it. Like, just he, he saw that. It was like, he was surprised. What is that? Like, what are you yeah. showing me? And just by eyeballing it, he was like, oh, this is terrible. You know, shoddy work, Pinkman, shoddy work, going yeah. back into hard ass teacher mode uh, for it. Um, but, uh, you know, like, as, as much as he says, you know, the chemistry is king or whatever, that, you know, just we, we know he's lying. We know that he is standing on a principle that doesn't exist. Um, but, here you know uh, trashing the whole batch in order to get rid of gail you know turning on this and using it and basically admitting like oh like yeah this is this you know this is secondary i will lie about this you know uh we know yeah. walt is a hypocrite but i want to call it out because that is something that is i think uh uh not as forefronted in this uh in this scene but is absolutely absolutely it, there yeah. it's a thing he flexibly believes yes you know uh there there it's not that there's no belief to it it's just he believes it when it's convenient yes yeah you know uh walt gets home he gets a call from jesse and jesse you know 50 50 yeah okay uh then the only thing I don't like in this episode, this yeah. shot is really on the nose. A <laughs> little bit. Um, Magic Bullet is a little bit on the nose, too, but it's so cool that I don't mind. Uh-huh. But Jesse looks over at the pain chart and focuses in on the worst pain possible, which if you've never seen the pain chart, mm-hmm. is a uh, Mr. Man, busy town, frowny face Yeah, uh, is the worst pain possible. It's not somebody screaming or anything. It's just the <laughs> we are going to die Indiana Jones gif uh, and just looks at that and he's like as if to show the audience he is in the worst pain possible right uh, this is a horrible shot and should yeah. have been cut from any self-respecting show I, I don't I don't care for it one bit yeah <laughs> um, so Hank gives a statement and he confesses to everything yes. you know his lawyer tries to stop him but he's like no I'm, I'm ready to accept the, the consequences uh, mm-hmm. Asak suspends him without pay asks for his badge and gun yeah. And Hank looks him in the eye and just nothing back. Like nobody yeah. feels good about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, important that he gives up his gun uh, for yes. what's coming up here. Um, and then as Hank is going to the elevator, uh, Asak comes up to him, you know, now outside of the view from the, uh, from the lawyers says, Hey, you know, just don't, don't take it from me or don't tell anybody I told you, but it's coming through the Pinkman is impressing charges. And he says, you yeah. know, maybe you have a guardian angel. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you can build some kind of life. You know, yeah. if you can't, can't do this. Um, it's worth, this is the thing I wanted to talk about with, with Walt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, when, when Walt, it means well, I think it's worth pointing out because that's the tragedy of Walt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does want to save Hank. Yeah. That's why he's doing this. That mm-hmm. is why he got rid of, like, obviously like, I'm making all these jokes about Gail being fucking annoying, yeah, but yeah. that is why he does that. He's yes. giving up $1.5 million mm-hmm. to save his brother-in-law's career. Yes. You know, that that is an act of putting family first, even if it's mm-hmm. the most fucked up shitty way of doing it. <laughs> right. It, it's awful, but mm-hmm. it is well-intentioned. Like if yes. you, you know, it's not just him being a mustache twirling villain. Mm-hmm. This guardian yeah. angel line is important. Like that is somebody looking out for Hank, even if it does end up, he's also getting him <laughs> paralyzed from the waist down kind of yeah. for a little bit, uh, <laughs> just a little tad, you know, yeah, but th- yeah. that is a well-intentioned thing. Yes. You know, he's not being, Walt is not being strong armed into that. Like Skylar says, I'm not asking, but Skylar doesn't have power over him. Right. He wants to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so a little later, uh, Hank is walking out of the parking lot in a car. He just picked up flowers for mm-hmm. Bree in like a grocery store parking lot. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'll tell you more about it. You know, it is what it is, but I'll tell you more when I got home. I think things are gonna be okay. Yeah. Uh, and gets in the car and he gets a phone call from a distorted voice and says, two men are trying to come in to kill you in one minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about this for a second too. For some reason, you know, so I will uh, review, refresh my memory with clips mm-hmm. uh, from Breaking Bad on YouTube. 
Yes. Um, you know, if I watched the episode a while back and I, I want to rewatch certain parts of it. So I get suggested a lot of YouTubes. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, uh, just fandoms being uh, not very smart, I think, mm -hmm. uh, the question of who called Hank and why is considered a big question in the oh. fandom. And that drives me fucking nuts because it's showing some real media illiteracy. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows? Right. Who knows about not who knows who did it, but who knows about this happening? Uh -huh. that it could happen right uh so obviously this is somebody from gus's camp yeah uh, but be people a Victor, are like why mike yeah. yeah and they're like why would why would gus do this and it's like you fucking morons like one yeah uh he has an interest in keeping walt happy two he fucking hates salamancas yeah there's there's no reason for him not to but this is treated there are so many 10 minute long like why did uh who warned hank why did did gus warn hank all these things as yeah. if this is a big mystery or plot hole yeah. And it makes me very mad about the media literacy uh, it, on YouTube. It's a real let them fight kind of thing, right? Because yeah. you know, Gus doesn't want this DEA agent rolling around uh, oh, yeah. who he, seems, he, who he, seems he, to be on the trail. But like close he, to his fucking his yeah. head chef. You but know? If, he, if he makes it into a fight, then yeah. maybe we have these fucking Terminators taken off the board, too. <laughs> he has nothing to lose yeah. from it. And, and he also wants, he has an interest in keeping Walt happy because he's going to make a lot of money in this three months. You yeah. know, it's just really frustrating to me that people couldn't figure that out because the show yeah. doesn't spell it out. Mm -hmm. uh you know and I, I understand like every once in a while i feel like i can be overly literal with stuff i like things i like proper trails laid for things yeah. this is a proper trail yeah uh i get frustrated when people take it too far the other way and do not mm -hmm. see the trails that are there you know it doesn't yeah. have to be a, a big yellow jump on me ledge right uh, in terms of plot yeah the thing that annoys me about this is why only one minute's notice <laughs> why not mail him a, a rocket launcher uh -huh. you know like if he wants to take him out one minute is not very much notice uh that feels like it's for drama purposes oh well, yeah yeah the other thing i thought about this is why doesn't he leave <laughs> well, um the parking lot he said earlier he free he freezes <laughs> yeah he, he does freeze you know he goes into a panic freeze uh he yeah. calls gomi back and says this is a bad joke even by your standards uh he starts looking around the parking lot for suspicious people Mm -hmm. uh, reaches for his gun that isn't there. Um, the clock ticks over and he sees the cousins walking towards him. Yeah. Um, they split on two other things. I love this. He looks over to the left. He sees somebody go to wipe their windshield. Who's <laughs> also don't? bald. It looks like he's gonna, like pulling out a machete. Uh huh. Uh, cuts that guy. There's, there's two comedy moments in this on accident. <laughs> uh, that's one of them. That and when the uh, guy, when the guy says Jesus Christ and he gets yeah, shot. <laughs> yeah. The, the fuck that guy specifically uh, <laughs> moment. That's very funny to me. Yeah. Um, um, so, um, uh, Hank is surrounded basically, uh, yep. Lanel, uh, walks up behind Hank, uh, behind the car, uh, and shoots at him, uh, through the, uh, through the rear, rear windshield, kind of hitting him in the arm, uh, but uh, missing vital points. And Hank yep. thinking very quickly, um, backs his SUV up, uh, into Lanel, uh, crushing yep. his legs into the bumper of the car behind him. And then pushing uh, into another him, car. Yeah. Then keeping uh, him pinned. Yeah. The production details on the scene are great. Um, Lidl was actually in the trunk of mm -hmm. Hank's car, uh, yeah. is how that worked. They like cut out the back. Mm -hmm. Also, they shot this in two days, which is incredibly yeah. impressive. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, they talk about like, you know, on a film, this would be weeks. Yes. Shooting. They did this in two days. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Marco comes up from the driver's side and puts a couple more bullets in Hank, including Hank, uh, crawling away and getting shot in the ass. Uh, yeah. it looks like it's in the ass. He's getting shot in the spine. Yes. Right here. Yeah. Um, Marco gets over to the driver's side 
uh, Hank's gone, so he releases the gear, and Lionel falls loose, and uh, mm. Lionel says, "Finish him." This is yes. the only time the cousins speak English. This episode, you know, vest and finish him. Uh, he doesn't say finish. He, say, he oh, says yeah, spend, finish him in Spanish. Yeah. It's vest, vest and do they work? Uh, do they is, work? A, yeah, is yeah. the is the English lines? Yeah, he says finish uh, him. Yeah. So so Marco looks around until he sees the guy. And goes holy shit, and then gets uh, <laughs> gets shot in the <laughs> stomach for no just real get reason. Plugged in the gut. A lady screams, <laughs> and Marco decides not to shoot at him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's very funny. Uh, it's worth noting that when Hank backed up into uh, Lanel, uh, mm-hmm. Lanel's uh, car or uh, uh, sorry, a uh, gun flew into the car. Uh, yes. you know, he, he dropped it and uh, Hank has uh, carried it with him as he has crawled away. Uh, so, yep. you know, Marco uh, has seen, okay, he's not here. Um, and then goes looking for him. Hank is crawling out. Um, and uh, he's put the, you know, put the rounds in there. And then when he goes to reload, uh, he drops the fate bullet. He drops the sample hollow point. He only has to reload because he shot that one specific guy too. <laughs> you know, again, just uh, just a lot of weapons of fate shit. Yeah. Um, you know, so Hank puts five bullets into Marco's chest, but Marco's wearing the vest. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't care about broken ribs. So uh, Marco puts multiple bullets into Hank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he aims, he's going to finish him off, and he goes, no, too easy. Yeah. And he goes to get his shiny fireman's axe. And we get this very intense scene of Hank seeing the dropped bullet and through all of his wounds and everything, trying to load up the bullet into his gun. His hand's too bloody um, yeah. and his and his grip too weak to you know, just uh, to hold on to it uh, securely. He was dropping it several times as he's trying to, you know, uh, load it into the chamber. Right. Yep. Um, uh, something about the, uh, just the, the sound design in this scene is amazing. Uh, the car alarm is going the entire time, uh, in mm-hmm. this, the music is very tense. Um, also like the particular, the, 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 the gunfire in this is actually like, re- I don't want to say accurate because whatever, but like, these are high caliber handguns. They're like 1911s. Yes. So, you know, they're shooting 45s at each other. Uh, each one of these comes across like a cannon shot and it yeah. is so intense and it is so fucking raw. Yeah. Um, really good. Yeah. Uh, so Hank gets the, the bullet in time, shoots Marco, blows his head wide open, spraying blood onto the camera, and the axe lands next to uh, Hank's head uh, in the pavement, sharp mm-hmm. enough to cut into the pavement. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we get like a master shot, you know, like a you know, crane up high showing the end results of this. We, you know, Hank lying yeah. on the pavement, you know, Lionel lying next to the car, Marco's body there. Um, just complete and utter chaos. Great stuff. Yeah. It's super, super uh, tense and everything. Again, it is hard to express what this felt like when you first watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to watch ahead mm-hmm. for this show, um, which is ironic because we're recording ahead. We're still in yeah, strike times yeah. for people listening to this in the future. Um, I try not to watch ahead because I don't want to have to watch everything twice. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't want to spend my, you know, I want to spend my time differently. Um, but it takes everything not to just pick this up oh, with yeah. the next episode because yeah. uh, it's such a goddamn good cliffhanger. um just just a a spectacular you know this this show this episode i think does a great example of what the show does where it's great macro and micro writing Mm -hmm. Uh, what i mean by that is that like the plotting is very good yeah everything that led to this point makes sense uh except maybe the the bullet of fate yeah Um, yeah. you know which didn't need to happen that could have just been a regular bullet um the uh but except for possibly the bullet of fate um Everything makes sense getting here. It's opening up really interesting new questions and situations that are going to then unfold into new interesting questions mm-hmm. and situations. The next level down, like the thematic stuff, all of the things with this commentary on masculinity, uh, the comparing and contrasting, like the high school literature, mm-hmm. you know, character study stuff yeah. is absolutely on point. And then the dialogue is very sharp. Yep. You know, this this episode has at least three, you know, monologues that are really good. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very least, like this is the show firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this episode. I don't think there's a vertical slice that we've had yet. That is, it may not be my favorite episode of the show so far, mm-hmm. but in terms of a vertical slice of what this show can do, I think this is absolutely superb. Yes. Um, excellent work. Yeah, it is ridiculously good. And back to that thematic kind of thing, right? Like this is a badass, you know, it's a badass scene, right? Yes. Usually it's the kind of thing that people fix out on when they see Walt, you know, get out of a uh, get out of get out of a particularly tight situation, you know, through cunning and gumption and resourcefulness or whatever. And, you know, they do not see uh, you know, all of the bad morals and stuff behind it or whatever. A lesser show would just kind of like let you have these. Every one of these heightened moments has always come yeah. with a cost, right? Like, that. yeah, and Hank is going to be paying for it for the rest of, I mean, for, well, yes, for the rest of the show, but you know, very directly for the rest of the season. This has, the, you know, the, this has uh, shockwaves uh, yes. that go out. You know, none none of these acts of badassery where you, you know, point and clap um, uh, uh, happen without taking a chunk out of the person who comes out of it victorious, right? And And we're the kind of people who want that chunk taken out of us. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like this show or who don't like the the same media that we like a lot of the time. They don't want the chunk. Yeah. All, I always want to pay the chunk. I feel like I'm being tricked if I don't, yeah. uh, you know, pay the chunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to pay the chunk. Yes. And just seeing the bill for the chunk show up at mm-hmm. the end of this just makes me clap like a circus seal. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, good episode of a good show. Yes, absolutely. Um, thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, what can they do, Cole? Well, if they like the show, they can support the show and the whole network by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, kicking in a few bucks a month. You get lots of bonus content uh, there. Um, you can also uh, leave a rating or review in whatever podcast directory you happen to have gotten this from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'd love if you did that. You can also tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. And you can join us in thinking Gwen, who not only produces our shows, but composed our awesome theme song. Very the much. Show. Thank you, Gwen. Yeah. Big thanks, Gwen. Uh, yeah. Until next time, boy, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, listen to the universe when it's telling you not to be a cop. Yep. <laughs> a cab, unfortunately, does include Hank. Yeah. It's sad. I, I was thinking about the only thing that, uh, you know, a cab, there's very few things it doesn't include. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I give a special dispensa- dispensation to Leon for ceasing to be a cop. Yes, uh, but then he becomes a super cop. He becomes like federal cop. Yeah, I know, but I, that's not quite a cop. Mm, you know, okay. he's 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 like the president's daughter's bodyguard. Mm. You know, that's that's okay. Okay, he's he's more of like an agent. I'll let him be an agent. He's Leon. Hey, <laughs>